the Lord will come. On the Friday after Thanksgiving, I have a tradition that I've been doing with my friends for a number of years. We started it back when we were kind of in different seminaries throughout the U.S. When we came back for Thanksgiving, the Friday after Thanksgiving, we would go to an Italian deli, DeFalco's, down on Scottsdale Road in Phoenix. And, and so after all these years, we continue to get together. And so we're sitting around the table, and there's five of us, and there's an open seat. And so they asked me, hey, Lowry, did you, you invited him? And I was like, yeah, three days ago he said he was coming, but let me text him again, you know. And, and we're sitting there wondering, like, is this guy even going to show up or not? And if I had to put my money on it, I didn't think he was. I thought he, I'm like, I think he forgot. Um, and then I finished texting him, and that's how it works, right? Sure enough, he's like a magnet, and, and he walks. Um, and I remember thinking to myself, I'm like, you know, even if he doesn't come, like, we're still going to have a great time. It's, it's okay. But we didn't know if he would come. Our readings today remind us of the truth that, that sometimes we can be distracted about, is that Jesus is going to come again. It's not one of those, I'm not sure, maybe. It's, it's a guarantee. And so on this first Sunday of Advent with the new liturgical year, we're reminded that just as Jesus came 2,000 years ago, there's, there's no question that he's going to come back again. The question is, will I be ready? In Romans today, we're told, is the hour now for you to awake from sleep? For our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed that Christ today versus yesterday is one day closer to coming. You know, we could think about it this way. You, you, have you heard the legend about uh, 13 years ago when finals were canceled because of the blizzard, right? Like, like there's this, like, it, it happened one time, right? And so ever since then, there's like this theory, maybe it'll come. Maybe the blizzard will come this year and we won't have to take finals. You know, like there's legend, but Jesus... Like, we don't know when. It could, be, it could be now, and then we won't have to take finals. Wouldn't that, you know? Um, it'll be something good. But we know that it's, it's going to come. So St. Paul goes on to say, So let us throw off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us conduct ourselves properly as in the day, not in orgies and drunkenness, not in promiscuity and lust, not in rivalry and jealousy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the desires of the flesh. We're reminded this every year because it's so easy to get distracted. Like, think about in the last few days, maybe you got to go home for Thanksgiving, and our schedule gets off. It's like, ah, oh, I, didn't, I didn't pray like I was hoping to. I didn't, I didn't study like I was hoping to. And we just, we get off even in just a few days. How much more so in, in, our, in our lives? Um, and so Jesus mentions that the people in the gospel, they were distracted with eating, drinking, and marrying, which are all really good things. But what he's saying is, don't let something good distract you from something better, from, from the best things. And, and it, it makes me think of Lent a little bit, because I've noticed Lent and fasting that when I eat a lot, kind of like I did on Friday, um, 
in addition to a two-hour nap, uh, you know, you, you kind of lose your edge a little bit. Like we're kind of, if you eat a lot, you're a little less likely to pray and be disciplined. You might find yourself on your phone for like a couple hours as you're trying to fall asleep. Have you experienced that? Like if, you, if you're undisciplined in one area, you can start to slip in other areas. Like uh, maybe this is even for multiple reasons. Like if you have another drink, then now all of a sudden we're not watching the words that are coming out of our mouth. And we're just saying things that maybe aren't great. Or, or maybe if I'm all riled up for, because of G, St. Paul says rivalry. Um, this was rivalry weekend and my, my teams did not win. Um, and what happens there is then I get a little less charitable, less conscious of like, hey, how are you doing? What's happening in your life? Or maybe the rivalry of my political party is, you know, it's not going the way I want to. And we start to lose our charity. We start to, we start to get so distracted with these things that we lose sight of them in the big picture. That within the big picture, it's okay. Like I can enjoy a really nice meal and a glass of wine with friend or whatever with friends. I can enjoy a good football game and a good rivalry, recognizing it within the biggest, the bigger context of God. That everything good I have is from God and leads me back to God. But if I let these things steal my peace, well, all of a sudden. If, if, I'm not, if I don't think about God, after that meal, after that nice meal, I actually feel a little sad. Re- reflect on your own experience. That after something really good, then it's like, even if my team, my football team did win, now what? Now I have to wait 365 more days before the next game. Or I'm not hungry anymore, now what do I do? I don't want any more food. Uh, I don't feel so good. That, that if we enjoy things in themselves, they will leave us sad. But if we can receive them as gifts in light of the bigger picture of what God's doing, then, then there can be a, a goodness and a delight in that. Does that make sense? And so this is the Sunday when we're kind of being woken up and refocused on the big picture. I even... I even you know, St. Paul mentions a couple, he mentions like sexual things a couple times. And, and I actually think that we do this in our culture. We're so distracted with sexual things sometimes. Um, if you think even that example of um, I'm up late at night on my phone and I'm not doing what I need to do, perhaps I'm being distracted by some of those things. Or I don't have the relationship that I wanted to have at this time in my life. And so I'm thinking about those things. Or we're so concerned with our some people are so concerned with our sexual identity these days that that almost becomes its own religion and God is just forgotten. As opposed to what St. Paul says, to instruct, or their psalm today, instruct me in your ways so that I may walk in your paths. Instead of saying everything I have, a good meal, my body, my sexuality, everything I have is a gift from God and I can, recognize, I can receive it in that light. And know that the God who gave me those gifts is going to come back, and it'll be awesome, but he'll also hold me accountable for what I did with those gifts. So there's something today about like kind of, kind of waking us up, keeping us on guard, because we don't know how, I don't know what's going to happen. 
The, the other thing that's interesting about this time of year that fits very well, I think, with these themes is students, you know how you have like two weeks to go and then finals? Like, don't mean to scare you, but like finals are two weeks away. But here's the thing, we knew it was coming the whole time. Like when the, from the time the semester started, we knew that finals were coming. We knew the projects and stuff were due, and yet we get caught off guard. But that's why the church gives us Advent to say, hey, 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 it's time to refocus. Just like, hey, two weeks left in the semester, after Thanksgiving, we get down to business, you know, and like we focus and we finish strong. That in a parallel way in the church, we're, we're, we're to wake up and think about what's, what's important. That, that whether Jesus is coming back is not a maybe, it's for sure. He's coming to our house, and, and we want to be ready. Last night, on, on Saturday nights, the priests, we get together, there's five of us, we have dinner together, and then we, we share a grace from the week, a way in which we saw God at work, which, which could be something you could do with your own families and friends. And so one of the priests said this week, on his travels for Thanksgiving, he was driving on a two-lane road, and he came around a curve, and all the traffic was stopped. And so he was like, you know? And then what did we do? He looked in the rearview mirror, and he sees this truck coming behind him, and he's like, oh boy. So he, he quickly gets off the road and goes into the side just to give that truck some more room. It wasn't enough room, so the truck actually pulled into oncoming traffic, went off the road on the other side, and thanks be to God, was able to stop without hitting anybody, without any injuries. Moments like that get our attention. That, that could have been the moment. We don't know when that moment could happen. But we want to be ready. And, and we want to be, be focused on that. I, I think this, this is healthy that the church gives us this. I, I don't know if you, the newspaper this morning, I was kind of scanning it. There were five obituaries in the paper. And I looked at the, and I got to learn all about these people and what was important to them and what they spent time doing. But only one of them had a mention of services at a church. St. Jesus says elsewhere in Matthew that what good would it do a person to gain the whole world but to forfeit our soul? to spend all of our effort on things that actually don't matter in the long run. Which could be very different if we actually focused on God first, and then we can actually enjoy all those things as gifts from him, and enjoy them even more. And so that's what I want my life to be for. I also want, I also have my funeral plans already written up, because I'm not going to leave it to chance whether people give me a funeral or not. Like, like, that's something I know it's going to happen. For every one of us, it's going to happen. But I get to decide what I do between now and then, and I can make plans for how I want that to play out. That I don't want to get distracted. That's what, it's actually healthy. Well, priests don't have, like a, next of, like, a next of kin. But it also is healthy because then it helps me to focus on what matters most. Like, this priest who told us about almost getting rear-ended to death. Like, um, he was actually really happy, and we had a great night together because he just almost died. Like, he's like, I almost died, which actually gives me a freedom to really live. 
right? That when, when I know, when I'm reminded that time is short, it actually, it makes me maximum. When you know you have two weeks in the semester left, you're gonna make the most of every minute. When you know your friends are graduating and you're not gonna you know, see them or who knows when, like you're gonna make time to meet with them. That, that, that when we know time is short, it actually focuses us on what's most important. When Jesus comes back, it's gonna be great. That he's not just one more person joining the party, he, he is literally the life of the party. He's the way, the truth, and the life. And, and as excited as I was to see my friend come join us in that lunch, that we're all, how much more excited we all are going to be when the Lord shows up. The one who's so good that he gave us life, and he gave us our interests, and he gave us food, and he gave us friends, and, and, and sports, and all sorts of things that we enjoy in life. How awesome is that God who gave us all that great stuff. So that, and then he wants us to share in his eternal life, Enjoy forever. And so this is a time for Advent when our focus is, is readjusted back to the Lord. Maybe it's time to go to confession again, to turn back to prayer. I mean, we're here tonight. And what's beautiful about our God is we don't have to wait until we die. We don't have to wait to go to heaven to be with our God. That we get to be with the Lord of life even here tonight that every time I turn in prayer to him, that I can experience his love, his peace, his delight in me, his delight in life, his gratitude, my gratitude, that I can invite Jesus into my party, into, into my life, and the Lord will come.